Weather's getting cold outside. It's December football and a lot of good on good in week 13, previewing Thursday night football, which is Bills and Patriots. Tons of playoff implications coming this week. Maybe game of the week, 49ers, Dolphins. We've got Chiefs, Bengals as well. So much to get to on our week 13 six-pack of picks coming up right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, as always, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Matt, it is December now. It is cold weather football time. I got my winter coat on. You got your coat on, yeah. It's stormy here in the Bay Area. I had to make the the treacherous trek from my home to the backyard where our detached office is. A little chilly, and it's actually storming pretty good. I don't know if the microphone's picking it up, but it's coming down. It's raining. It's getting cold. We're going to start seeing a different brand of football than maybe we saw in September in some places, right? And um, actually, that kind of segues into what's going on. Real quick, I have to stop you because, I mean, you folks uh, in your neck of the woods aren't used to such things or playing difficult schedules or anything such as that. I mean, you guys have – it's easy and soft out there. I mean, and I sent you this tweet earlier that, you know, DVOA, big football outsiders guy. Well, Niners have played the easiest schedule to date. Steelers have played the toughest. That's just how we roll over here, you know? Yeah, you know, things are a little bit more <laughs> I have shorts on, no shoes. Yeah. You know, it's 30 degrees out. I'll be fine. <laughs> you got to go shovel the driveway before you go somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, it has been pretty easy. It's been pretty easy going for the 49ers. I think it's a perfect segue <laughs> to the game going on in the Bay Area. I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be too wet on Sunday. I think the, the storm is going to pass through, but... Um, the the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. This is a good one because it's really offense against defense. It's this number two offense in the NFL right now in the Dolphins against the number one defense in the NFL with the 49ers. But as you mentioned, the schedules have not been that difficult for the 49ers this year. And then when you look at the teams that the, the Miami Dolphins have been running up the score on in the last four or five weeks, it's not a juggernaut string of defenses they're playing against either. So maybe we'll learn a lot about these teams or maybe – We'll just learn that it's good on good, maybe not great on great on Sunday. I'm, I'm not sure, but I feel like it's a pretty good barometer game between the, the Dolphins and the 49ers this week. I think it's going to be a great game. And I have great respect for Miami's offense, their weapons, the way two is playing, especially the coaching staff. But you're right. I mean, their last four defenses were Houston, Cleveland, which doesn't stop the run at all. The Bears, which is in contention right now for worst defense in the league, and Alliance. You know, like if you get to pick hand pick four defenses, they would be pretty high draft picks for me. And that's gonna be night and day against San Francisco. I mean, I think we have to start this conversation with the familiarity. You know, I mean, everybody moved east from your your strong Niners team, and there's a lot of overlap, there's a lot of similar style of play. Um, 
my one question for you, I think this Miami front, especially since Chubb showed up, is probably better than people think. I'm kind of infatuated with Jalen Phillips, and I like Wilkins. Where are you on the Niners' O-line right now? Yeah, and we talked a little bit about this on the the latest Locked On 49ers, Locked On Dolphins crossover for this game, and Kyle Krabs brought that up because it's a, on paper, it's a pretty darn good unit that the – that the um that the Dolphins can can put together up front when you have Chubb now on one side mm-hmm. you have Jalen Phillips they've moved Jalen Phillips inside in some rushing situations Christian Wilkins obviously you know there's some good players there on that defensive front that allows you to do what you need to on the back end which is exactly the 49ers defensive mo as well with Nick Bosa and uh you know we'll see if Teron Armstead plays so I, I think when really a lot of weeks Matt when you're breaking down a football game those matchups up front are so important, but when you're playing against a team like the Dolphins that has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, you better be able to win with four up front. And yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think it goes both ways, really. Can the uh, can the Dolphins stop the run on the 49ers, stop the catch and run stuff, and and get pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, who's much better when he's not under pressure than when he is under pressure, and even more so than most quarterbacks, even though most quarterbacks are better when they're not under pressure, right? Um and the 49ers offensive line has been surprisingly up to the task with how much turnover they have on the interior. In fact, second year offensive lineman Aaron Banks and rookie fourth rounder Spencer Burford at right guard, the two guards, they've been credited with zero sacks really? this year, which has been oh. very surprising. That was the worry coming to the year. Oh, yeah. And actually, the worst offensive lineman has been Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. He had a torn quad. It's a really tough injury to come back from. He's always been a better run blocker than pass blocker, and now he's kind of taken a step down in both of those this year. So it's actually the biggest worry is probably the veteran at right tackle more so than those young interior offensive linemen. But they haven't been amazing. They've just been good. Like just like not a problem the, though. The fact that they're not a problem is yeah. is great for the 49ers. And it and it's both it has definitely they're not road graders. They're not crushing people necessarily, but they're getting in the way. They're blocking folks and they're not getting beat. So um I think there's some communication stuff, uh passing off blocks. We've seen that be a little bit of a problem which you would expect with some young players. So um but overall it, it's been a good unit for the 49ers and obviously you have Trent Williams at left tackle which is really nice to have yeah I, I still think he might be the best offensive lineman in the league which you know when you need a yard you know, right behind Trent or whatever right um I think it's a really competitive game I don't know who the better team is I respect the home field advantage but I want four points uh, I mean I, I just think it's going to be close I think the Dolphins have a chance to win so if you're going to give me four I'm in I'm surprised. It should be a three-point line, right? It should be, I don't know what to expect. Two pretty good teams, neutral field, coin flip. You get three points if you're the home team. So that one extra point makes me want to kind of go to the Dolphins side of this from a betting perspective. But again, I've got this code on, December football. The Dolphins come out in South Florida, right? Throwing the heck out of the ball to start the year. Are they going to be that December, January team? And the 49ers are more great question about them. December football, although it's not going to be, you know, it's gonna be whatever 50 something 54 degrees at the at the coldest, probably, you know, uh, you know, and some sunshine, some clouds, as long as the storm does blow through. Uh, Maybe the grass will be a little wet from the storm, but probably not. And um, so it's not not playing in the snow or anything. But, you know, the 49ers try to bully people and are the Dolphins that team. And are they going to be able to put up points on that 49ers defense? Who, by the way, the 49ers defense, despite the six straight quarters of shutout ball, they've been pitching in four straight second halves of shutouts. They've been playing the banged up Chargers, banged up Rams, the Cardinals, who are a disaster, and the New Orleans Saints. So not exactly juggernaut offenses they've been playing, too, just like how the uh, the Dolphins haven't been playing juggernaut 
defenses. So we'll see. I think we'll learn a lot about both of these teams. It should be a really good one. And of course, the familiarity of both sides and and Mike McDaniel, you know, the the former right hand man of Kyle Shanahan. A lot of good storylines. It should be a popcorn game, I think, Sunday. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. And you mentioned the weather and I joke, you know, that your version of bad weather is a lot different than mine and or the AFC East opponents that Miami faces, you know, I mean, at Buffalo in a couple of weeks at right. new England in week 17. So I do think that's something to really just keep an eye on with this team. Are they a bad weather team? Cause they're going to have to be with their division and maybe they have to go to Kansas city for this or Cincinnati or wherever for in the playoffs. Right. And, and the Dolphins have been home for like a month too. So oh, hell, yeah, pretty cozy there and it gets really uncozy in the, in the Northeast coming up soon so are they ready for that december january football for the dolphins B- big storyline for them to finish this season for sure all right next we got a ton of good games to get to we will talk jets and i mean come on mike white jets they're a very intriguing team right now they are at the nine and two vikings commanders giants titans eagles tons of teams with a lot of wins and of course chiefs Bengals and thursday night football previews and picks coming up Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Block Forever now, wherever you get your podcast. Block Forever, brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro offensive lineman Ryan Khalil and Audible together. Khalil takes you on the conversation about football, but it takes you to the next level of the conversation. Not just about what's going on on the field, but behind the scenes as well. Inside locker rooms, during team meetings, back at the hotel, you'll hear... Christian McCaffrey, Juju Smith-Schuster, tons of star players, current and former, coaches across pro leagues get real about what happens. Uh, Game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. Uh, Ryan and his guests discuss topics like player psyche, sports betting, uh, playing through pain, being a leader, how to deal with combative teammates. Nothing is out of bounds on block forever catch the full block forever series available everywhere you get your podcasts available now audible get in the game thanks again everybody for making peacock and williamson your first listen today for your second listen today check out locked on sports today which actually today's version of locked on sports features a clip from peacock and williamson Ah. talking about the games that matter the most the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide Locked on Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. How about those Jets? If the Jets get the level of quarterback play that Mike White gave them last week, and I don't know if he's going to necessarily keep this up. We'll see, you know, when teams have a chance to scout you and find out what your weaknesses are. But there's enough talent on that Jets team. They're 7-4 and right now. Uh, Feel like they got a little extra... a little extra giddy up right in their step after that game last week, they're taking on the Vikings and, and the Vikings are favored by three at home and they probably should be, but man, I just, I like the way things are going for the jets more so than the Vikings and, and the, and the Vikings just might be proving to be that paper tiger. And how about the sauce Gardner Justin Jefferson matchup this week, Matt? Yeah. And Gardner doesn't travel, but that doesn't mean they're not going to see each other a lot. You know, I mean, of course they will. Um, I I have great respect for the way Mike White played last week, and we saw a game or two like that last year. So it's not 100% island-isolated information. I have no respect for the defense he played against, the Bears. I don't have a ton of respect for the Vikings' D, though, either. And if they can just get competent play, I think the Jets' defense is the best unit of the group. I'm a little worried about a young, inexperienced quarterback offense as a whole in that environment. I mean, that is a brutal 
noise, you know, crowd situation in Minnesota. But I think the Jets, kind of like the Dolphins, have a coin flip chance to win. So if you're going to give me points, I want it. I kind of want to take the points here, too. I, I yeah. just really like the vibe of where the Jets are right now. Me too. And maybe Mike White turns into a pumpkin. Happened to him last year. You know, had a nice little run for a second. And then, you know, his overall numbers don't look great. Had some bad games as well. We'll see if that keeps up against a team like the Vikings for the Jets. You know, they got to play against a team last week in uh, – they played the Bears, right, last week? Jets did, yeah, Torm. Yeah, and yeah. You know, we, the Bears have like zero starters left on the defensive right, side. Of the right, right. Like, things aren't good. So let's see, let's see how you do against a team that's nine and two right now in the NFC in the Minnesota Vikings. But the vibe, I like it. Uh, we'll see if Mike White can keep it going and give me those points. Last note is I know running back is not a high impact position, but I really wish the Jets would have a healthy Brees Hall right now. Yeah. I mean, that would be a lot different on the quarterback situation. But Garrett Wilson's becoming a star overnight. They're they're a good team. Yeah, well, next year with Aaron Rodgers and Brees Hall, the Jets' offense. Yeah. <laughs> Gang Green coming uh, at you, yeah. <laughs> More on Aaron Rodgers tomorrow. We'll talk about that, uh, whether he's going to play in, the, in that matchup with the Bears for the Packers in Week 13. How about the 7-5 and five Commanders and the 7-4 and four Giants? They are the 6-7 and seven seed currently in the NFC. They are the second and third place team. No, they are the third and fourth place teams. All of the teams right now um, would be in the playoffs from the NFC East if, Things ended like they are now, but they are not going to end like they are now because these teams are playing again in a couple of weeks too, right? So Commanders Giants this is important. Yeah, the way that goes is Washington's at the Giants now. Then the Washington gets a bye. That's the last week of buys. And then they host the Giants. And in the meantime, the Giants have to play the Eagles in between. So I think this next three weeks obviously sets up much better for Washington than it does the Giants. I also think this could be the fall from grace officially from the Giants. I, I think these teams are trending in totally opposite directions. Not that I'm on board with Washington as a you know big-time contender, but their defense to me is far and away the best of the four units. Um, I don't know that Barkley will run with much success in this game. I like how Heineke's playing. I, I like Washington in this one by a touchdown or so. I'm going, I'm taking points again, going home dog. It's worked for me so often this year. And I think these two teams are close. I agree with everything you just said, by the way. Mm -hmm. And if this was neutral site, give me the Washington commanders. They're favored though, by two and a half points here. I just feel good about home team giants that there's not that big of a gap between the two and they might get Barkley to, to break one. Um, I like the way the defense is still playing for the New York Giants as well. I think this could be low scoring, and the Giants could potentially pull this one out by a by a, a short margin. So I'm going to take the points and take the Giants here at home. But this should be a really good game. Yeah, I mean, home dogs are hitting at a pretty high level from what I understand, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been crazy this year. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been riding the heck out of it. <laughs> and when I don't take the home dogs, I kind of regret it, uh, you know, come Sunday morning. How about... The seven and four Tennessee Titans, Matt, they are facing the 10 and one Philadelphia Eagles at Philadelphia. Philly favored by five and a half points here. So not a huge line, but when to me, this game is like, okay, Eagles have struggled stopping the run. Tennessee Titans run the ball more than anybody in the league. And Derrick Henry is your running back. And I know the Eagles want to run the ball too, but um, I have a hard time feeling like this is going to be a big blowout win by the Eagles. Am I wrong with that feeling? Yeah, I have, don't have a good feel for this one. The other games we picked, I feel more confident about than this one. 
because I could see Vrabel just mucking this thing up and Henry just pounding away. And we do know the Eagles run defense is suspect in they're not big on bringing extra guys in the box. I'm sure they will on this one. Yeah. I'm coming around a little, I mean, from a D minus to a C minus on the Titans passing game. I think Burks is a good player. Woods looks a little better. Their tight ends are okay. Tannehill's a professional starting quarterback in Philly though. I think I'm going to lay the five. That's what I'm looking at here, but I, I don't like this game. Yeah. The Eagles should be favored. I was hoping yeah. the line was going to be bigger because of the way I think this game could go. It could just be close. And, you know, Philly by a field goal is probably how I would put this one, three or four points. So mm-hmm. I'm going to reluctantly give up the points here and believe in what Mike Rabel is doing over there. The Derrick Henry and the Titans can run the ball enough and, and kind of just keep this game kind of close and ugly, but you know, straight up, you got to pick the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think that number is a stay away number five. Jalen Hurts, just for a second, I, I just want to talk about what Jalen Hurts has done this year mm-hmm. and the continued development of Jalen Hurts. And he's thoroughly in the MVP conversation, if not the MVP right now. I mean, that's crazy for a guy who was like, oh, yeah, Jalen Hurts, I guess we'll give him a shot. And then it's like, oh, well, let's get a bunch of first round picks next year just in case Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. And then it's like, oh, wait, Jalen Hurts MVP. Like, that, it's pretty yeah. amazing what he's doing right now. And he is a straight up leader. They believe in him. He's throwing the ball. He's running the ball. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So I just wanted to shout out Jalen Hurts for his development, what he's doing right now, and completely running the show right now for the Eagles. Yeah, and while we are, I'm going to throw Tua in there as well. I mean, because both these teams yeah. took the same approach of we're going to get, you know, we want future first, and they'll never admit it, but it was because we're not sure if our quarterback's in the building or not. And now they are in the building. They don't have to use the future first on those, those players. And, you know, the, the Dolphins then trade for Chubb. You know, the Eagles might end up with Jalen Carter or something insane like that. So worked out really, really well for both. I, I, I've been often criticized. You don't give Hertz and Tua enough credit. Well, I'm, I'm very impressed with their progress. I don't think either one's a top five quarterback, but th- they've made tremendous strides. And I think you can win the Super Bowl with either. Absolutely. Credit earned and deserved for both Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa and what they're doing right now this year. All right. Next, another really good game here with the Chiefs at the Bengals in week 13 and Thursday night football, Bills and Patriots. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting, information, stats, news, and analysis this season and all season long and every season no matter the sport and you want to be informed when you go make your bets as well and you can do both at bet online it's not all about wagering at bet online but you can't find the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there football to basketball to soccer even esports you've got it all at bet online and in between games you can even play some uh, some Vegas style casino games as well a little blackjack a little poker if you want at bet online and if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head over to the Bet Online website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Here we go Chiefs and Bengals here. A couple of hot teams right now. The nine and two Chiefs at the seven and four Bengals. Chiefs favored by just two little points on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bengals beat them in the postseason last year, dropped eight a lot. You know, I mean, they're 
remember that second half of the Chiefs? It was a disaster. And uh, the Bengals defensive coordinator is known as one of the best halftime adjustment guys out there. Uh, Amarillo, I, I always pronounce his wrong name so badly. I My apologies, <laughs> but he's doing a tremendous job. Coach Lou will call him. Um, in Cincy, I think that Chiefs D is a little suspect and is clearly the worst of the four units, but I will say their offense is the best. I think Mahomes is the best football player on the planet and is having his best year, which is a mouthful. And I'm not trying to cause waves, but I think Burrow is the second best quarterback on the planet right now, right this minute. I, when you said that about Mahomes, I was about to say, one, I completely agree with you. And two, maybe that gap is a little bigger between he and uh, and Josh Allen because it was like, oh, is, is Allen going to surpass Mahomes kind of thing? You see what Allen's doing, which is still great, and he's you know awesome quarterback. But Mahomes, without Tyreek Hill, what he's still doing there, like the Mahomes and Reed thing, is just scary. And, in fact, the gap between Mahomes and Josh Allen, Matt, you're saying might be big enough to fit another quarterback in there by the name of Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think Burrow's having a better year. He's playing better football right now than Josh Allen. If I'm building a team, I would take Allen. But Burrow has just cut down mistakes, including sacks. He improves so rapidly in such a short amount of time. Um, didn't have Chase. Chase is going to be there for this one. I think Mixon's going to be there for this, this one. I, I'm going to take the points, and I probably will take the Bengals' money line. Their I'm kind of annoyed. Yeah. I'm going to have to be up extra late today <laughs> because – uh, the, the 49ers and this Chiefs Bengals game are playing at the same time. And I've got to be Ooh. locked into every single snap of the 49ers game. It starts at 105 Pacific time for me. The, the Chiefs and Bengals start at 125. So I might be able to catch the end of the fourth quarter of the Chiefs Bengals game, but I'm gonna have to go back and watch that whole game because it's, it's not one that you, that you want to miss there either. So uh, Chiefs Bengals can't wait for that one. I'm going to take the Chiefs though, and give up those two points because I just think they're playing so good. They're the best team in the NFL mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to keep riding. I hear you. I hear you. I'm betting on the D.C. for the, the Bengals, little home field advantage here. I don't feel great about the bet, but I'm going to take the dog. I, a team that's as good as the Bengals and as good as they are playing right now, getting points at home, I right. mean, that's a bad bet. That is, it's, it's a very good bet in most cases, except yeah. for when the Chiefs come to town. Yeah, that's the thing. Are the Chiefs just different? I think Mahomes is just different, but yeah. are the Chiefs just different? They could be. They're kind um, of but I think both these teams can win the Super Bowl, too, just like your Niner game. Oh, absolutely. And the Buffalo Bills at eight and three stumbling a little bit here. Uh, They are at the New England Patriots at six and five. Uh, This is a good one because it is a divisional battle. It's I feel like the Bills have had a ton of short week games. Am I wrong on that? Have they played a lot on Thursdays? Uh, Both Um, these teams actually played Thanksgiving. So I made that mistake as well. So they have a full week. Full week. Okay. Full week. Full week. That's not terrible then for for the road bills and, and you know maybe they're a little travel weary a little little uh little under rested at this portion of the season getting into December right but you know whatever the weather might be uh, I don't think it's there's any big storms or anything coming through Foxborough tonight yeah but um the the Bills and the Patriots the Buffalo Bills favored by four points at New England it's a tough one for me I think I would have yeah. to lean toward the Bills though. I'm torn on this one, too. I'm excited to sit back and watch it. Um, Obvious familiarity. Rest isn't a problem. I commend the schedule makers for taking advantage of that Thanksgiving slate and not having a short week. Everyone knows how that makes me crazy. I'm going to take the Bills. I'm worried about Allen turning the football over, though. I mean, this, this Patriot defense is hard to play against. Mac Jones is coming off his best day 
this year, if not is in a Patriot uniform? Has he turned a corner? Ooh. I don't Those division games too tend to, you know, they t- narrow the field a little bit. Big Bill time. Belichick gets to see a team multiple times a year at home. There, there is a lot of reasons why I think maybe if you look at the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, you might think, hey, maybe even more points for the Buffalo Bills. But uh, there's a reason the 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 Bill Belichick has all that hardware. And <laughs> right. when they played last week, right against the Vikings. It's hard not like the home dog here in the Patriots to cover four points, but I'm still going Buffalo Bills. I just think they're the better team. And the thing about turnovers with quarterbacks is they kind of come in bunches. So is he going to turn over the ball or not? Because if he doesn't, the Bills could roll the Patriots still. Yes. And all those things, I mean, that's why I was leading Patriots too. Home dog, familiarity, Belichick, Mac Jones, defense. But I can't get over the fact that these teams played three times last year. And one of them was that insane wind game. So if we take that out of the equation, the Bills scored a ton of points against these teams, against the Patriots in those two games. And I I think Allen's still very capable of that. How big of a factor is no Von Miller for the Buffalo Bills? I I mean, from a closer role, you know, like, because, I mean, I know they have some production on the ground, but they're not exactly handing it to Earl Campbell or Jerome Bettis to close out games when the Bills have a lead, you know, so... Um, I think having a, and where I'm going with this is pass rush and running game puts teams away, you know, especially come playoff time, big physical run game and pass rush and the bills still have guys. I mean, their defensive front is sick, but Miller's a little different. And I do think it's a big deal. So we're both in agreement on that one, right? Buffalo Bills will we'll give up those four points. Yeah, my money's not going on that one though. Miss my fandom will just or my you know my viewing pleasure this evening. Just sit back and enjoy it because it could be a good, really good game. By the way, remember how big of a lead Tyreek Hill had with the uh, with the receiving numbers this season, and he's still got crazy numbers right now: eighty-seven catches, twelve hundred yards. Stephon Diggs is slowly catching him. Stephon Diggs is up he? to eighty-four catches after twelve wow. weeks. Eighty-four catches and eleven hundred receiving yards. Having it, I feel like he's almost a little underrated. You know, like everyone talks about Tyree Kill, um, like in the dynasty world, Chase and Jefferson, because of their age, are by far the most two coveted receivers. Diggs doesn't make as many highlight tape type t- catches as a couple of the other stars, but every bit of a top five receiver and probably a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Yeah, he gets put in like a tier that's not the top, top tier. Yeah. And it, it almost feels like it's unfair because he's he, tremendous. You know, <laughs> Josh Allen believes he's top tier, right? Like how, 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 how important has Stefan Diggs been for Josh Allen, his career, not only just the Buffalo Bills winning games, but massive. You know, how different was that when Stefan Diggs showed up for Josh Allen? Exactly. I mean, I, I love what the Bills did. And I reference this a lot is very early in Allen's career. They used a ton of draft picks on defense and they used all their free agent money on offense. And that also goes for digs. I mean, they added veterans around their young quarterback, you know, like I always bring things back to the Steelers, like the Steelers are the opposite right now on, on offense. Like their offense is super young. I think it's just a good formula that if you're going to invest in a first round quarterback, you want to have a lot of veterans that have been around the block. You know, they went out that one off season and signed like seven offensive linemen just to see what sticks and then they trade for Diggs. And since then, they've drafted some guys, Gabe Davis and Cook and those guys. Yeah. But in the early Allen years, it was veterans and the young, talented quarterback. And I think that's invaluable to his growth. And to tie this all together, Tua hurts, taking big leaps. 
Yeah. AJ Brown, Tyreek right. Hill. Right, right, right. I, I don't, I don't think team sport, a folks. Coincidence. Exactly. A hundred percent. And there's more instances of sight than ever with that. Uh, last little note here on this Thursday. What if night Justin game. Fields trades for Stefan Diggs next year? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, exactly. should be. I, I, and Chase Claypool's like, not that guy. Yeah. That's why I don't like that. <laughs> right. that's a nice second round pick right now. You know, that's the second. 33rd pick, second pick overall. Maybe. Trust me. We talk yeah. about it every day around here. Yeah. That's a little much with what, what they probably needed to do for a true, true number one that they didn't get. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and so they still got to try to find that guy if they can. Um, Last note, really quick here. Patriots Bills. I got my code on December football. That's that's what we were Patriots. We're December at. football. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think Ramondre Stevenson will have a big game. I'm sure mm-hmm. the Patriots will be physical and understand this weather and condition and all that stuff better than anybody. But Bills are just a lot more talented. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. Make sure you check out everything the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. Your team is covered right here. Matt and I back tomorrow to make our picks for the rest of Week 13. Peacock and Williamson.